We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey, welcome back, Bears fans, to this Friday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What is going on, everybody? This is a Thursday, technically Friday, episode of the CHGO Bears Will and Nick's game preview. I'm really excited for it. I'm Will DeWitt. Joining with me is Nicholas Moriano for our weekly in-depth game preview. All aims to make you the most informed Bears fan on game day but nick bro happy belated thanksgiving appreciate that well happy thanksgiving to you how was uh how's your thanksgiving dinner what'd you end up doing you're still full oh i'm still full you you know it it's uh dinner was good went to my parents house and uh aj my oldest has a real bad time of like eating when he goes to like family events because he just wants to play with all of his cousins and everything and mm-hmm. so we made sure he ate and the rules were you eat until you can't eat no more and then that's when your dinner officially begins. Uh, and he kind of had fun <laughs> with that and everything. But how about you, man? I saw a big old photo of your family. It seemed like you guys had a really good time, too. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, I have I, I wonder if this is a questionable take. OK, hear me out here for everyone who's listening, watching for, for Thanksgiving, you usually dress up, right? Like you, you dress up, you're seeing family or whatever. Why? When all we do is eat a whole bunch of food, sit on the couch, watch football, play all these games, you want to be comfy. I'm wondering for the next Thanksgiving at the Moriano household, go in sweatpants, go in something comfy. You know you're going to eat until you can't eat no more and just, you know, be comfortable. I don't know if that's questionable, if that's like out of this realm, but I was thinking about that after my girlfriend and I, Stephanie, we got back. We're like, man, we're full and we're a little uncomfortable because we're all dressed up. Next time, let's just go sweats in like a t-shirt. We're good to go. We'll see all of our family. We're still having a good time playing and eating. But I don't know, Will. Is that crazy to say right now? Or is that am I onto something here? I think it's always the right call after the fact. Maybe beforehand, not <laughs> so much. But don't you have like dress clothes that are more modern and can stretch and things of that nature? I do, but it, you can't you can't beat you know a nice pair of like 
built sweatpants or whatever it may be. Well, as you probably know, you probably have some yourself, but like, I don't know, man. Like, yes, I do have some of that type of clothes, but it just doesn't beat sweatpants and a t-shirt. Well, speaking of casual clothes, the CHGO locker, we're running a real massive Black Friday sale right now that I want you to just be aware of. Right now, you can get up to 50% off merch at the CHGO locker. And if you spend $75, you also get a free $15 gift card back too. And if you're a diehard at allchgo.com, you get 20% off your order on top of this sale. And so my best advice really is just go become a diehard and allchgo.com. You get a free shirt and then you can also go to the CHGO locker, get more shirts, take advantage of this deep discounts that we're offering here this Black Friday and collect 20% off on top of that. And not just for today, but every time you go buy merch at the CHGO locker, you get 20% off just for being a diehard. So again, you can go to allchgo.com right now, become a diehard. And if you, and of course, we want to look at all the shirts and all the other merch we have to offer, go to the chgolocker.com. And actually, and by the CHGO locker, I should be specific. It's just chgolocker.com. Don't try to type in the the in there because you won't find it that way. But Nick, I see you wearing your QB1 shirt. I was searching through my closet before we went live for my QB slide shirt. I was really excited to wear here on the show. Can't find it. Don't know what I did with it. It maybe got shoved to a spot where it's not supposed to belong. But regardless, uh, I made it on time. As you know, I was a little bit <laughs> pressing here uh, right before we went live. But I love that QB1 shirt. Uh, and I know the QB slide shirt's been you know, really popular here today, too. So definitely check out everything we have to offer at the locker. Uh, I know, Nick, you, uh, I'm sure you're someone that's going to take advantage of a deal like this. Oh, yeah. And you know, well, if you can't find your QB slide shirt with the deals going on right now, you can go get another one and a couple for, you know, family members or whoever you want. But absolutely, we have a great deal going on. And it's not just the T-shirts for the Bears. Obviously, if you're a fan of all the other Chicago sports teams. Check that out as well. All right. We got a Bears game to preview here today. Before we get started, if you haven't yet, hit that like button, smash it, shatter it, bust it, break into pieces. I don't care. I just want to see that number go up. That really does help us here at CHGO. And I just appreciate uh, you giving it a thumbs up. If you're watching here at home, you can follow me on Twitter at Will DeWitt, my L's are ones, and at Nicholas Moriano. And with that, Nick, we're going to get into our game preview. Bears Jets, one liner. What is it? Weird. Weird, Will. That's what this game is. Just weird. I don't know. Like the emoji going like this. That's what I kept thinking about as I was kind of thinking about this game, preparing for this show. And, you know, with me being at MetLife this this weekend, it's just weird. What about you? Uh, mine is don't you dare do it. And if, okay. I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about there. And that is don't mm -hmm. you dare play Justin Fields. And I know you saw him throwing some footballs yesterday at practice. How'd it look? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, not a extensive workload for Justin Fields, and we were able to watch the first 10 minutes, and it seemed like, you know, the Bears wanted us to kind of see that portion too to maybe put out those videos of Justin Fields throwing passes, but it wasn't anything too, you know, strenuous on the shoulder or his non-throwing shoulder, just kind of short passes, but... Justin Fields was out there and throwing some passes to his receivers and some pretty light work, but yeah, now that's out there. I, I still don't, I still don't know. Will. I just have no idea what this game. And like you said, don't you do it. You know, don't you do it. Well, I just don't know if the bears are, or are not going to allow him to play. 
No, it's don't you dare do it. The the That's dare true. is very important in that line. I saw a comment from Cody saying that we're hard to keep up with just with changing names between Bears Bros, Audible, and now CHGO. But we didn't choose to change our name the first time, Nick. Like the NFL, of course, <laughs> their hands there. Then, of course, the opportunity to join CHGO and everything we're building here. That was just a, a life offer that you do not pass up. So I appreciate you, though, Cody, keeping with us despite a few of the name changes and rebrands uh, throughout the last seven years. But I, I just want to give you some kudos for sticking with Nick and I through it all, regardless of the name changes. But let's go ahead and get into our keys to success here for this Bears-Jets game, and we'll begin on offense. Nick, what's your first key this week? Yeah, just looking, again, not knowing who exactly is going to play quarterback, but it's, it's really executing blocks. And when I think back to that Bears-Falcons game, think of Braxton Jones on that third and five play where it is a design rollout for fields, and he goes to block the same guy as David Montgomery. And that's something that can't consistently happen if the Bears are going to try to have any success offensively on Sunday versus Jets. But this also goes for executing blocks in the passing game, right? Mm -hmm. With that Jets front seven, you miss a block, you don't pick up a stun, a twist, you're going to get whoever that quarterback is killed. So executing blocks in the run pass game is going to be huge. And just knowing your assignment and that play that I was just referencing earlier was the same play that the Bears ran on the very first play of the last drive where Justin Fields got hurt. And again, the play, the defensor, the, the defensive back went inside of Braxton Jones this time, and then that allowed him to get pressure on Justin Fields. So really it's executing blocks well. If the Bears can somewhat do that on Sunday, it's going to increase their chances of actually showing some kind of offensive life against the Jets. Yeah, and that leads into my first key, because without yours, mine doesn't happen. And I went very straightforward. Don't get the quarterback killed. I, I don't know if it's going to be Justin. I don't know if it's going to be Trevor. But regardless of who's under center, the Bears need to do their damnedest and not allow that quarterback to get killed this Sunday. And here's why. Quinnen Williams has been the most effective pass rusher amongst interior defensive linemen, not just for the Jets, but for the entire NFL. His pass rush productivity score is 8.5, which is the top of the league. He has nine sacks, nine quarterback hits, 19 hurries, 37 total pressures. That's just the inside. Let's bounce out and look at the edges. You have Carl Lawson and John Franklin Myers, and they are no slouches out there. They have 11 sacks combined, 18 quarterback hits, 54 total pressures. And then you have a rotational guy called Bryce Huff that's super effective when he's out there too. Three sacks, 20 pressures this year, despite playing less than 100 snaps so far on defense. He has big bang for the buck mentality when he is out there. So for the Bears, you have Riley Reef. He's given up two sacks over the last two weeks. Do we get Larry Boren back this week? We will find out. Michael Schofield, he was an issue last week. It does look like you have Tevin Jenkins back, so he was a full go at practice. And they're going to really need Jenkins to win that matchup against Williams, Mustafer, White here. They're also going to have to step up because William lines up all over the inside of that defensive line. And like I said, both tackles, they're going to be tested all game long between Lawson, Franklin Myers, and Huff. So the Bears, they're going to have to win their one-on-one -on -one matchups. They're going to need to at least and expect them to give some help with the running backs, the tight ends. And Nick, I know you said you have to win these blocks, but when I look at this front for the Jets, I don't have a lot of confidence. No, I don't either, Will. It's it's really tough with all the guys that they have. Luke Getze 
called this front seven yesterday unbelievable and <laughs> it really is the depth that they have the quality of pass rushes that they get how they do it they really are a really good unit and this kind of lead into my second key for the offense checkdowns are okay well checkdowns are going to be more than okay in this game against the jets because of that pressure that they have and when you look at what the, the Patriots were able to do offensively against the Jets. Again, only 10 total points and seven of the, the touchdown came on a punt return. They were moving the, the ball. 246 yards for Mac Jones, a lot of underneath stuff, short to intermediate. That works. That will keep the offense on the field for a little bit. And honestly, we with not knowing who's going to play a quarterback on Sunday, if it is Trevor Simeon, that's probably what you got to go to because you hold that ball for any longer than you're supposed to. One of these guys is going to get to you. And you you talked about Quincy and Quinnen Williams. Like Quincy really works off of Quinnen when he takes on those double teams, a linebacker too. Mm -hmm. So these guys know how to play in sync with each other. So if David Montgomery's in the flat for maybe three to four yards, you take what you can. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of those big shots downfield, given the Bears' offensive line, how it's playing. It'll be a nice upgrade to have Tevin Jenkins there in for Michael Schofield. But not knowing if it is Simeon or Fields, and even if it was Fields, this just doesn't seem like a good matchup this Sunday to go and try to get these big explosive plays down the field because you're probably just not going to have time. Yeah, uh, and I think a lot of our keys this week are similar because it's purposeful, because it's very, I think when I look at this matchup, it's very, it's just very cut and dry. Like you just know really what how the Jets match up against this Bears team and the key success and how they need to approach this game. And that's why my second key is just stay on schedule. And again, doesn't matter who's at quarterback. The goal remains the same. The offense just needs to be rhythmic and on schedule. Mm -hmm. Nick, you had a lot of great points about the quarterbacks not having a lot of time to like sit back and get comfortable in the pocket to allow some of these longer developing plays to unfold this week. You're not going to be able to buy a bunch of extra time and kind of get some of these off-schedule completions either. That pass rush is just not going to allow it to happen. So the Bears need to get the ball out quick, as you were talking about. And that's just been the best approach when going against this defense for opponents all year long. Uh, because the Jets are going to force you to beat them with underneath stuff, quick throws to the perimeter, you name it. Over the last three weeks, the Jets give up the third lowest yards per completion, 8.3. And on the year, they're also the sixth best defense here, allowing 9.3 yards per catch all season long. And they have a good blend of pass rush and cover guys. That just makes it very difficult to hit these deep shots. It really makes it hard to pass at all. The Jets do give up the second lowest pass rating on the year at 77.2. And really, uh, I said, you know, stay on schedule. That also just means don't play behind the sticks against this unit. You can't take, I say you can't take sacks. It's probably going to happen here, Nick. You have to try to limit mm -hmm. the sacks, limit the penalties, the false starts, the holes that put you in these longer to go situations. Uh, because when you get into these third, second and longs, that's when this defense can really start to pin their ears back and get after offenses. It's hard to sustain drive against the Jets when you're in third and long, uh, especially 10 plus. So you just got to stay in manageable. You got to stay on schedule and you have to get the ball out quick. No, absolutely. Well, it was funny when I was rewatching the Jets Patriots game. The very first play of the game for the Jets defense, they run a stunt and sack Mac Jones. And I just Ooh. immediately put my hands to my face. was like, oh, boy, this this is already off, off to a rough start. And just seeing, you know, envisioning what could happen on Sunday with the Bears offense, you know, a lot of bad things could happen with that Jets defense and how they play. 100%. It's uh, 
it's not looking good. Uh, and like you, I was not feeling super confident uh, about the Bears' ability to kind of like stop some of the stunts like you just mentioned. Uh, what's your final key this week? Ooh, final key for offense? I don't got one, Will, because Ooh. I reverted back to my two, three. You I got me. you there. Yes, I did. That's fine. I <laughs> I thought you may have not had a second one when he kind of passed it back to me after my second key. And I was like, hmm, but I at least had to open the floor to allow you to at least verify that for me. But I'll get into my final key real quick. And it builds off my last one, which is just extend the run game. The Jets boast the sixth best run defense in terms of yards per attempt allowed at four. Uh, they're also a better unit at home. Uh, they give up 4.4 yards per carry at home versus only four yards per carry allowed at home. And they also give up the eighth fewest rushing yards per game at home at 106. So whether Fields plays or doesn't, you know, the Jets won't likely have to worry about him as a rusher because if he's playing, you know, he's not going to want to take all these extra runs and potentially these hits. And without him on the field and Trevor Simeon, you, you don't have a true running threat at quarterback there. So mm-hmm. a lot of the weight this week is going to fall on David Montgomery's shoulders. He finished last week with 67 yards rushing and a 3.9 average. That 67 was tied for his second highest mark this season for those keeping score at home. He also accounted for 54 yards receiving and 18 yards per catch last week, which was the second most he's had this Year. And Nick, we're just going to have to see, uh, you know, a lot from David Montgomery and I think a lot of the same stuff. The Jets do a good job of bottling up backs. Uh, as I mentioned, looking at their last three games, they allowed Damian Harris to get to 65 yards on the ground, Devin Singletary to only 24, and Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray for the Broncos only 57 yards combined. And the Bears losing two thirds of like the heads that they had at that, that rushing attack. It's going to be a very tough blow to overcome, but extending their ground game, maybe you can find more success getting Montgomery involved in the pass game. Uh, when you look at the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson uh, was the leading receiver against the Jets. Uh, he had a four, uh, he had a what six catches, some uh, around 50 yards. Singletary had four catches. Gordon had a couple himself a few weeks ago. And it's not just the running backs. Get the wide receivers involved here. Uh, this quick passing game that you were talking about. Get the screen game going. Uh, we're supposed to have these top-notch blocking wide receivers. Let's see that kind of happen. Jet sweeps, pop passes, quick rub routes to get you you know, three to five-yard gains. That's fine. That's just extensions of the running game that can allow you to be in manageable situations. Uh, so I think that will help you know, uh, the quarterback. That will help David Montgomery and just take off the pressure off both of those players really this week if they can find ways to extend the running game instead of having to do it the traditional way. Yeah, well, that's going to be huge. And, man, if the screen game could actually do something for the Bears, that would be great because that really has been an element to this Bears offense that you know, Luke Getzi's tried to call up, but we haven't seen a lot of big passing plays from that. That would be an extension to the, to the run game, but the Bears haven't quite executed that level of the passing game. Again, just another element the Bears still need to continue to work on. And this is the matchup to hopefully find a way to get it done because you're not going to be able to pass it deep on this defense. So finding these short plays and, again, extending the run game is just a great way to add an extra wrinkle to force the Jets to defend. Let's switch over to this Bears defense now. They have themselves, you know, I wouldn't say it's the toughest challenge we've seen so far this year, Nick, but at the same mm-hmm. time, this Bears defense, to be frank, it isn't good. Uh, so let's find out how they stack up against an offense that also isn't good. Uh, what's your first key on defense this week? Yeah, just looking at this Bears defense, I think they need to start with just finishing plays. I think of... 
Nicholas Morrow, almost making that interception last week against Marcus Mariota. I asked him about the play yesterday in the locker room, like, hey, Nick, what, what happened there? And he said, man, I was just falling backwards, and yeah, I should have made the play, but I, as I was falling backwards, I, I just you know kind of lost him. Like, all right, still made the good play there, but finishing that one. Then I think in the opposite end, what happens when you do finish plays? Well, Jaquan Brisker, you know, causing that fumble by tracking mm-hmm. down Cordero Patterson. See, the, the benefit of that. And then I think of another negative towards the end of the game. Jack Sanborn getting in the backfield on third and one, tackles high on Cordero Patterson, is able to make it a more manageable fourth down attempt. The Falcons end up going for it and end up getting a field goal on that drive. Maybe could have taken them out of field goal range, but, you know, it's like those plays right there finishing could be huge in in what the Bears are trying to become defensively. But we've just seen so much inconsistency with that that if that continues in this game against the Jets, a not good offense, a new quarterback's coming in, you're giving that Jets team life to continue drives, to continue making plays. But it starts with finishing, so we need to start seeing that happen more consistently with Allen Williams' defense. A million percent. I I will uh, more than co-sign everything you just said there, Nick. Uh, My first key is Wilson, uh, which is Garrett Wilson. And not Zach Wilson, but by and large, like the biggest threat uh, that the Jets have on offense this year has been Garrett Wilson, the rookie that we actually looked into a bit when we were doing our research and wide receivers in this draft. And then he quickly went up the draft boards and got out of the Bears reach. So that just wasn't really an obtainable thing uh, for us this offseason. But so far this year, the rookie has 44 catches, 533 yards, but only the two touchdowns. But still, like between the 20s, he's been very productive this year. And with Mike White at quarterback, you know he's going to want to go to like a hot hand to build some chemistry, to build some confidence when he's out there on the field. Uh, Last year when Mike White played for the Jets, he leaned on Jameson Crowder a lot. Uh, And I can see the same happening here with Garrett Wilson. So the Bears both having Gordon and Brisker in concussion protocol is a concern here. And if the Bears uh, can limit Wilson's impact, keep him in check, to force the Jets to beat you with someone else, and when you look at that roster, they're not super talented, I think that's just the best bet for this Bears defense to find ways to get off the field is by forcing them to beat you without Garrett Wilson. And I don't know if the Bears have what it takes to really slow down Wilson just because of the injuries in the secondary, the inability to rush a passer, Uh, but we'll kind of get to that as we can. But that's just my first key and really a player that I'm sure the Bears have star circled and underlined in their notes as like someone that they must find a way to stop here on Sunday. What's your second key, Nick? Absolutely. Well, actually, I'm going to go a little out of order to kind of build off what you were just talking about with Garrett Wilson. But the secondary has to be in sync for this game. And that's because we don't know who's going to be playing at this point. We have two did not practices for Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon for for the concussion protocol. So uh, on Sunday, you may see Jalen Jones out there in the slot and Kendall Vildor on the outside primarily in this game. And then at the opposite safety position of Eddie Jackson, most likely you're looking at DeAndre Houston Carson if the two rookies can't play on Sunday. And again, we were just you were just highlighting Garrett Wilson, what he's been able to do for this Jets offense. And Mike White, when he was playing last year, for some reason the Jets showed some life offensively. We're able to score and move the ball a little bit more effectively than what definitely what you saw last week from Zach Wilson against the Patriots. So if that's gonna be something that the Bears have to deal with not having two of their starters in the secondary, man, that that makes communication 
that much more important on Sunday. Don't allow these big plays to happen because you thought somebody was going to be in a spot, but you just you just were not on the same page. So that's going to be big in this one. We'll we'll get a final injury report here probably in the next hour or two for from the Bears, and we'll see exactly what's going on there. But right now, two did not practices for Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon um, heading into Friday, and we'll see what happens later today. Yeah, if both can't play, that looms large. I think if you get Brisker back, that gives us the biggest boost, uh, but not to Sly like Kyler Gordon because he's been, you know, at the second half of the season, been playing better uh, too. And Nick, you talked about Mike White coming in last year and like being able to like run and orchestrate this offense. Uh, he was able to beat uh, Burrow and the Bengals last year. And and that's actually the one thing that I do fear this week for the Bears is that the Jets giving or getting this spark by getting a new quarterback thrust into place because they've been kind of stalling. And when you do that and you put in another quarterback, which I was reading some quotes and about like the Jets defense, like this team in this locker room is actually kind of like they like Mike White. They like playing for this guy. So it's not like you're throwing in a no name that they don't care about. Mike White, someone that's respected in the locker room and they actually care a lot about inside of it. Uh, so I do fear that. And it's just two different early scenarios for the Bears, say if it is backup versus backup, right? Because the Jets can get like a spark by putting in this backup because of what they've been you know, unable to do with Wilson and has put up points. But for the Bears, who have been really racking up the points with Justin and Justin's playing as like one of the best quarterbacks in the league, to lose him for Trevor Simeon is a huge like gut punch blow. And it just, I think, has opposite effects to offensive units. And that's, I, I think, a big thing this week. No, it definitely is, Will. Like, you can't, you can't over, overcomplicate or, you know, just that's going to be a factor no, no matter what. So, um, and it just seemed like when I was watching, like, Zach Wilson miss some of these throws, you saw some of the receivers interaction, like, what? What's kind of going mm-hmm. on here? So that that lift that they can might get from Mike White could be beneficial, at least for me for this week against the Bears. I'm going to go on to my last key on defense, and it's just really contain Michael Carter, the running back there. He didn't do much against the Patriots last week, um, and obviously you know, only putting up three points. The offense for the Jets wasn't doing much at all. But in the win against the Bills, that 20-17 to win the week prior, you saw some tough running from Michael Carter, and it's going to be like a – a dual back system with, with Brees Hall, you know, with the ACL injury. I think it's Robinson's the other guy that they use, um, mm-hmm. you know, in tandem there. But you saw Carter was able to get to the edge in that Bills game. There's some toss plays, got vertical, finished the runs with physicality. You could get the edge on the Bears defense. There is no doubt about that. With how these ends are playing right now, you could get the edge. So if Michael Carter is able to factor into, you know, the way he factored the game against the Buffalo Bills, then the Bears are going to have a problem there because you you would love to make the Jets one-dimensional, but this Bears defense is making every offense multi-functional you know, functional of what, what they're <laughs> allowing uh, offenses to do. So if my, uh, Michael Carter can get that edge, which I think he's going to be able to, we could have a problem, and you're missing your, possibly one of your starting corners and in the secondary. So that's where things, missed tackles, can definitely be a factor in this one. And he can be effective as a receiver. Carter can. Uh, he's had a you know a forty-five yards a, a game, not average, but like he can go up to that degree. And he doesn't have a huge impact, but he can be very effective. And I went back to last year, and I was trying to figure out like you know like Mike White's utilization of his targets. 
his best game last year, Mike White, he went to Carter through the air 14 times for nine completions for 95 yards. So they have some good chemistry. He does like to rely on the running back uh, in the passing game too. So I, I do think that's an extra wrinkle that we need to kind of keep in mind here this week. I'll get into my second key here real quick too on defense, which is just don't, break and uh, look I, I don't see how the bears are going to score a lot of points themselves so really in order to win this game the bears just need to find a way to keep their opponent out of the end zone and for a defense that has allowed and i'm starting to laugh here but 35.5 <laughs> points per game over their four game losing streak i don't know how i feel about it the bears have been the sixth worst defense in the red zone this year and look the jets only scored 19 points per game that's 22nd in the league and over their last three they're dead last in the nfl only scoring 13.3 points per game but you just mentioned it and then i doubled down about the potential spark that mike white can bring an offense and kind of kickstart this unit that has been stalling as a bit and it's the bears job to make sure that doesn't happen but like you said, like making offenses multifunctional, I just don't have a lot of hope here personally. And when you look at this Jets offense, they haven't been bad at moving the ball downfield this season. Uh, I mean, they have been, I'm sorry, they have been bad at moving the ball downfield this season. Fifth worst, worst yards per game, fourth worst over the last three weeks. Uh, but the Bears defense is being so bad. I just don't know if I can actually confidently say they'll get off the field consistently enough. I expect the Jets to find some holes make some plays, get into scoring position. It'll just be up to the Bears to force them to settle for field goals and not allow touchdowns because if they do allow touchdown after touchdown, I think this game will be over rather quickly, and the Bears just need to keep this game as low scoring as possible. If you just look at the last four games for the Jets, win 16-9, loss 17-22, win 2017, loss 3-10. These are low scoring games. They're keeping, keeping offenses, the Jets are, at low numbers, and then, of course, they've been struggling themselves to put up points. So if the Bears are like that defense that the Jets find a way to score 24-plus points on with a banged-up Justin or a backup Trevor, I just don't see how it's possible. No, I don't either, Will. I mean, this is a good game for Mike White to come in, right, to you know get, get his first start of the season. And the Jets, again, are still fighting for – you know, playoff position, six and four right now, but yep. this is a really good opportunity for them to get things right offensively against a Bears team that can't stop anybody at this point. No. All right. Let's get into our Bears bold predictions now, brought to you by Green Ridge Farm. Nick, do you want to hear my crazy get out of town, just log off and never come back on the podcast bold prediction or my real bold prediction? I mean, you know, we need to bring some excitement to this game because I think it's a little lacking with no Justin Fields, no Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. Just just bring the whatever this bold prediction is, Will, because it's going to be a lot better than what I got. You're just going to fall to your chair when I say that the Bears are going to allow zero sacks on offense, no matter who's at quarterback. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, boy. I told yeah. you. I told you that's like the no way in hell kind of bold prediction. Like. No, they can't. No way they're going to keep. We've seen it, though, like in games, uh, maybe not for the Bears, but I've, I've watched football games and we're like, wow, this quarterback hasn't been hit. He's been average going down five times a game against, and this is a really good defense. I, I don't really envision that this Sunday. You talked about the stunt on the very first play that you saw. Like it, It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen real quickly. My real bowl prediction, though, uh, is 125-plus total yards and two touchdowns for David Montgomery. That's that's going to be okay. my actual official bold prediction. I just wanted to at least make you laugh or just make you feel like, you know, uh, I'm 
believing in the impossible and the miracles this week. I don't know. Hey, uh, you know that that second one with David Montgomery, though, like he's going to be such a factor, a focal point for this Bears offense that I think that's obtainable. And, you know, even despite whoever's playing at quarterback for me, I'm going defensively here. I think Jalen Johnson, here we go, is lined up one on one with Garrett Wilson at the five yard line. And he comes away with an interception and one-on-one coverage. Takes away a possession from the Jets who are marching down the field on this fake scenario that I have going on in my head. <laughs> and Jalen Johnson gets an interception, goes up and intercepts the ball from Mike White intended for, again, Garrett Wilson in the end zone. Bears get the ball to 20 and punt three plays later. <laughs> <laughs> See, the second half is a is like the most believable the entire thing. Um, but I'm 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 happy about the interception and the turnover and very disappointed in the Bears offense in your fake scenario that you just came up with. But of course, uh, our bold predictions brought to you by Green Ridge Farm, uh, one of my favorite sponsors that we have here on the show, partners that we have here on the show. And I know they're a big partner for us during our tailgates. Again, we have another tailgate coming up on the 4th of December before the Bears take on the Packers. We'd love for you to join us, hang out with us before that game. Link is in the description below for that tailgate. And of course, Green Ridge Farms can be providing some you know, tasty sausages and meats for us at that tailgate. I was talking up last week that uh, cheddar jalapeno sausage that I had walking the Soldier Field uh, a week ago that kind of kept me warm in the cold, but not too spicy. It was like right in that middle ground. But uh, I know you have some more that you want to share about Green Ridge Farms and everyone in the chat, I'm sure, is already waiting for all the meat stick talk. Oh, absolutely. Green Ridge Farm first is a Chicago local meat and cheese company that offers a better all-natural option. Green Ridge Farm are the makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hours, and school lunches. Also have 16 grams of protein per stick. Perfect for that post-workout snack. And you can find them at your local Costco, Sam Club, Chicagoland Grocery Store, you name it, you can probably find it. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Go get your meat sticks, your your sausages, whatever you need. Uh, Green Ridge Farm has got you. And let me tell you, they are delicious. I need to actually order some more uh, meat sticks for a trip to New York this weekend. That would be the perfect snack to have during the game and the flight you whip out this a package of meat sticks on the flight you can hand them oh, off yeah. to the people around you spread the word you'll be like the most popular man on the plane if you're passing around greed greed ridge farms meat sticks on the flight yes just passing around my meat sticks yep just, on the plane. <laughs> just... <laughs> everyone's getting a bite of nick's meat sticks on the plane all right let's talk about game time they are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could at the 50 yard line maybe courtside what about behind home plate Lower seats at a concert, it's all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats that you thought you could never buy. And you won't find a better deal this season on the Chicago Bears, heck, the Bulls, Blackhawks. We're getting some full-swing sports here in Chicago. Uh, and you won't find any better deals on our teams than you will on Game Time. They were created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the 
lowest price. And if you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time too. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in your description, both here on YouTube and your podcast player of choice. So to join over the 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right, this is the CHGO Bears podcast. What a wit, Nicholas Moriano, giving you our weekly in-depth Chicago Bears game preview. Nick is done passing around his meat stick, and he's ready to tell us about his weekly X factor. Nick, what is it? Oh, man. it's Look, it's simple here. It's the O-line protection. Um, six sacks the Jets had versus the Patriots. And look, this is an offensive line last week against the Falcons that – you know, it was not a very good defense in terms of applying pressure to the quarterback, but Atlanta had 17 total pressures on Justin Fields. Well, that was tied for the third most Fields has faced all season. That was against the Atlanta Falcons. So what what could the Jets do on, on Sunday with their, you know, repertoire of guys that can come in and out of the lineup that are able to win their one-on-one matchups? I am terrified at whoever's playing quarterback there, but if the O-line magically is close to anywhere near your bold prediction, well, then, you know, <laughs> that's huge for the Bears. But realistically, I don't see that playing out in the Bears' favor, but that is the X factor. If there's no O-line protection whatsoever, this could be an ug- one of those ugly games for the Bears. If it somehow plays above expectation, hey, there, there there's a ball game here. There's a ball game here because again the Jets, even though they are at six and four, it's like I don't know if they're that as good as their record indicates. Even though they do have a really good defense there, but it's the old line protection. Well, if it is bad as I think it can be on Sunday, it's going to be a very ugly game. Look, what makes it easy to talk about this Jets matchup is that their current situation is so identical to what the Bears have like always been. Really good defense with an offense that can't do enough to win more games than not quarterback issues. You name it. Like we've seen it. Like we know how it feels to have a good defense and have that be squandered because an offense mm-hmm. can't reach that 20 point mark on a consistent basis. And I I'm happy you taught me something uh, about Justin Fields and the pressures against the Falcons. I didn't know how bad that ranked when you look at the season and you, like when you look at the Falcons and the Jets and what they've been able to do in terms of like pressuring quarterbacks this year, like it is an, a true statement to say they are on exact opposite ends of the spectrum. The Falcons were like the worst and the Jets were like one of the best this year. So that worries me a bit more than I actually was worried uh, about 20 minutes ago when we started uh, talking about some of these keys. But I'll get into my X vector, which is adaptability uh, you're not going to know like what we're actually going to get from this Jets offense with Mike White at quarterback until we're out there on Sunday they may show you some new things find success that way and also get that spark uh, that we're talking about with him getting injected into the lineup but whatever it is the Bears are going to have to adapt and make adjustments on the fly and the Bears offense themselves this is a whole week of adapting no matter who's at quarterback your game plan is going to be not what we've seen since the mini buy. Justin's not going to be able to bail you out with his legs. He shouldn't be called upon to run if the Bears end up playing him. And they're just going to have to rush the traditional way and beat this defense potentially from the pocket. So adjusting the scheme to protect fields or set up Trevor for success or his best chance of and for success is going to be necessary. And just for the Bears being hard-headed, being unable to roll with the punches, it's not going to cut it this week. It's not going to cut it early most weeks. But I think the Bears' ability to be like malleable and adapt to the situation at hand is going to be huge in this one. And if not, 
really. And if they can adapt to life without Justin or an injured Justin, it's going to be very difficult to come out with a win this week. So that's why I think adaptability is crucial and why it's my X factor for this game. Ooh. I, like it well. I think too. What are you ooing about? What's going got on? got a $10 super chat from vibing hey. with the dogs. Uh, I did see another one coming too. I want to make sure uh, that I uh, mentioned that too, because it was the same uh, person. So vibing with the dogs gave us a four ninety nine super chat earlier and now it's a nine ninety nine super chat. Uh, so this first one, uh, I'll just mention it. I know it's not on the screen, so I apologize, but it's, a, I don't think Justin should play because of just front seven and his shoulder being bad. And I think you can tell by Nick and I's conversation. Uh, we're right there with you. And then the 999 that just came up was that he sees this one being like the commander's game. Uh, protection's going to be very bad. All the more reason why Justin shouldn't play. And he's okay with watching Trevor Simeon on Sunday. And again, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like there's no reason to put Justin at harm's way whatsoever at this stage of the season. Uh, and we'll see how it all kind of plays out. But I know Nick, you feel very similar. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a whole column about it on allchgo.com about how the Bears should approach, you know, especially this game with all the stats we just read about the Jets defense. And like right now, it was just two days ago, Justin Fields, he was hurting just hanging the ball off, Will. Like mm -hmm. it hurt him to hand the ball off. And, you know, he's still obviously going through the motions, getting a lot of treatment. And he was throwing passes yesterday and has been since the injury. But it just, for me in this game, you're three and eight. You're a three and eight football team. What obviously the the benefit of him playing is experience. That's Matty Berflus really does value that the experience you get in each game. Like that's big for him, and it you, you can definitely learn from playing. But there's also the long term impact that could potentially affect Fields' ability to still learn and develop in the off season if he's getting surgery and can't do anything. Right. So this is just not the week to mess with that man. And even if he's not ready for Green Bay, as much as I would like to see Fields play that game and with it being on my birthday, like it would be great to see mm -hmm. him play. But if he's not well, I agree with, you know, our, the, the super chat there. Like, just don't do it this week. Exactly. Don't you dare do it. You want to go back to the one liner. Mm hmm. All right, let's find out who has the edge, and I'm up first this week. I got that Bears passing attack versus Jets pass defense. Here is the average stat line allowed by the Jets this year on defense. 34 attempts, allowing 21 completions, 200 yards, less than a touchdown surrender per game, over one interception taken per game, a 77.2 passer rating, and 3.2 sacks a game. And over the last three weeks, quarterbacks have been sacked on 15% of their dropbacks against the Jets, which is the highest mark by and large. There's just no way, Nick. No way I can give the Bears the edge against this unit that gets after passers like that. They also allow the second fewest passing touchdowns this year. It's a tough matchup when the Bears were fully healthy. And since there's injuries at the quarterback position, you're, you're just not going to be able to have it here this week. So the Jets have the glaring edge this week here, uh, their pass defense having over the Bears' ability to throw the ball here this week. I do think you know, if Trevor plays, he can play within his system. He can keep a rhythm going, and maybe he'll put up yards. Again, the Jets allow 200 passing yards per game, but mm -hmm. it's been very tough for opposing quarterbacks to find the end zone against this Jets defense, and I don't think the Bears will have that up the snuff this week to get it done. So those are all the reasons why I'm giving this one to the edge. Uh, over to the Jets. What about you, Nick, with that Bears rushing attack without 
Justin without Herbert against this Jets run defense. Yeah, well, it does. It doesn't look so good, right? And I think the Bears could be a little one-dimensional in this game if they do take away the passing attack, whatever it may be. However, they become one-dimensional. I just don't think they're going to be effective in either way. They try to move the ball on Sunday, so uh, I'm giving it to the Jets and their their rushing defense against the Bears. I know David Montgomery's going to be factored into it. We talked about it. He could be see a heavy load, and even in the receiving game as well with those checkdowns. If it is Trevor Simeon, but I just don't see it being effective yardage. They might do it a lot, but not gaining a lot in when it all's said and done. So when I look at it, it's going in the Jets' favor, and it should with this Jets' defense going against a Bears' offense that it's going to be very limited. You're taking away possibly two of their best, you know, rushing elements, and Khalil Herbert's gone. We just we still don't know about Fields right now, but can't imagine he's going to be doing a lot of running. Or Luke Getz is going to call it up if he is playing on Sunday but I'm going with the Jets on this one. All right. We'll flip sides of the ball here. Jets running attack versus that Bears run defense. Man, Nick, looking at this one, here's how I'm going to frame this. The Jets rushing attack doesn't scare me by itself. If I look at the Jets mm -hmm. offense objectively in the rushing game objectively, they don't worry me. What worries me is the Bears run defense themselves. Uh, they just can't stop anyone on the ground. Ninth worst unit over the last three weeks, fourth worst run defense on the entire year. And if you look back over the last three weeks, like you're like, oh, wow, they only allowed 77 yards to the Dolphins on the ground. Let's remember that game. The Dolphins shredded the Bears through the air. They did not have to run the football. Things are way too easy through the air. And look, the Falcons last week had two running backs. They had over 50 yards each. And it doesn't even need to be a bunch of yards. I, I think the Jets will be able to get key pickups on the ground when needed to allow the Bears to stay on the field on defense. And the Bears have proven they'll allow a key run all season long. And Nick, you talked about it uh, very in-depth earlier about the Jets and Carter and the ability to probably get the edge uh, against this Bears defense like on the field, which is another reason why I'm going to give them the edge here in this segment and if the bears don't have brisker and gordon those are also two key run defenders for this team and it's unfortunate that to say like two secondary guys or you know solid run defenders because they've been asked to do so much but it's true mm -hmm. this year with the bears defensive line not getting the job done jack sanborn's gonna have a big task this week too but this one's going to the jets like any way i cut it and it's really more on the bears run defense than what the jets have been able to do on the ground themselves nick over to you final one jets passing attack with mike white versus bears pass defense with as we know a couple injuries are keeping things uncertain yeah a couple injuries and a non-existent pass rush will is still there for the bears and they might also be without two of their key players in the secondary with gordon brisker so i'm giving it to the jets i don't know what we're going to see out of mike white but i just don't i also know what i'm not going to see from the bears pass rush and on top of that, with the injuries in the secondary, I you know, it could be some of those big plays happening because of a key communication breakdown, something of that nature. But I'm going to give it to the Jets here. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, however you look at it, but I'm going to go uh, with the Jets playing at home here. Okay, wow, that's a sweep. We haven't had that in a long time. Wow. Maybe at, at all this season. And the Jets, out of all I know. freaking teams, the Jets, <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, I think that's how you know it's it's bad, and ah, that that's kind of unfortunate. 
It, it is, uh, but we live with the situation at hand, and we're going to be adaptable here, which is, again, uh, my X Factor for the Bears this week. I see Bragg's in the chat. What's going on, Greg? He likes my haircut. It was way too overdue. Uh, and then talking about how your face looks a little naked, like without the stash and everything, and mentions that he, I'm sure, by you know, like by midnight, he'll grow back, which is true. You're, you're a werewolf, and it comes back rather immediately. <laughs> like You don't have a 5 o'clock shadow. You have like a noon or a 1 p.m. shadow yeah it's already starting to grow back by by the time it's you know the bears kick off i'll probably have my beard back but uh appreciate it greg <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, let's talk about some shady rays which is one of my favorite partners here because i've been a customer of theirs for years and they just never understood like why sunglasses were so darn expensive so they set out to change it you don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at shady rays they have you covered they are premium polarized shades they feature world-class optical clarity substantial durability and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. And the best part about Shady Rays is they have an insane protection program and all of eyewear, which is lost and broken replacements. If you lose or somehow break these you know, durable shades on day one, day two, 100, you name it, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Whether you drop it in a lake, off a cliff, anything, they will replace your shades. And as I mentioned every week, but I love to just hit this point home, they provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every single order placed. They have donated over 20 million meals to date. So not only are you doing a lot of good for like your style and protecting your eyes from the UV light, you're also doing a lot of good here fighting hunger in America. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays, they're running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. You can redeem this only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. All right, well, I got to tell everybody about DraftKings, and here's a scenario for you. Cairo Santos is lining up for an onside kick. The chances of her gaining possession are slim the stakes are high and the tension is even higher your pulse racing he kicks and you watch the ball as it lands make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers right now new customers can make five dollar can make any five dollar bet and get 200 free dollars in free bets if your team wins and check this out in addition to the usual bets every everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays and honestly you guys I'm not touching this this Bears Jets game <laughs> with with these bets um maybe the under is where I, where I would go on this one but if you're looking to maybe get those free free bets and you know 150 200 bucks like maybe go to a different game to be completely honest but first you have to download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code CHGO to get those free bets if your team wins just place a five dollar bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code CHG. All right, let's continue talking about some DraftKings and let's talk about some over unders. Now, I need to be transparent. These are ones that I made up this week, and by made up this week, I mean I just made them up as you're going through that read, Nick, because when I logged onto the DraftKings app. They don't have any player props for the Bears this week because they just don't know who the hell's playing quarterback. Mike White was just announced the other day, and they're, uh, DraftKings isn't touching this game either is basically what I'm gathering here. So 
I have a handful that I just came up with as you are talking, and we can burn through them real quickly. So for the Bears, I'm setting the line at 184.5 passing. Over, under, on 184. They, the Jets do give up 200 yards per game through the air, but I, I wanted to drop it a little bit further to maybe entice you, but your your face says it all. I am going under on that, Will. But I'm not trusting anything with passing yards this game. What about 199.5 passing for Mike White? Would you touch that? You know, even that seems a lot, and I know this is the Bears defense we're talking about. Um, I'm going under as well. Okay. I think I would go on those last two under over uh, just because I, I don't okay. know about this Bears ability to stop any offense doing anything. Uh, 65.5 rushing for David Montgomery. How much was it at? Uh, 65 and a half. 65 and a half. Does he get that over the four? No, I'm going under as well. I'm going under. Okay. I'm saying over, and that's just because I we need it to be over. And it yeah. may be because they run them 65 and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, that may be it. I, I really don't know. Uh, for David Montgomery, what about 29.5 receiving? That seems a little high for I'm I'm keeping expectations super low. Well, I'm going under again. Twenty four point five receiving for Komet. Shoot, um, I, I like what Komet's been doing lately. I, I'll take the over on that. Twenty five. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Hey, you know Simeon's gonna have to throw to someone. Why not Somebody. be number eighty five in the middle of the field on some of these quick passes? So there we go. What about for Garrett Wilson? Uh, I. I, I may have put this one too low now at second thought. 54.5? Uh, I think it goes over that, but not by too much. Okay. And then for Michael Carter for the Jets, his total yards, because we mentioned he can do some damage on the ground and through the year. I put it at 99.5 straight up. So Robinson, like, obviously we were talking about James Robinson also factors into that, but I think you right. can get that, that mark there. So I'll go over on that. Well, I'll give you, again, you taking the under at 38.5, and a half at minus 110. That's where I put my money. That would be my play of the week for DraftKings. If you're trying to bet on this game specifically, take the under at 38, 30 and a half for minus 110. That's where I'm going. I'm right there with you. I, I hit on my little three leg parlay with yesterday's outcomes, which I felt really good about. Nice. Got some money to play with this weekend. I still don't know if I'm touching this game. And if I do the under, I may even tease it and maybe bump it up to like 42 or something and just add it in a parlay. Because, I mean, no way it's over that. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I feel good about where it's at standard. But if I just yeah. give myself a little extra padding, like, I feel really good about having a safe leg in there. But that's when things fall apart when you get too comfortable. But I, I'll digress. All right. Let's find out who's going to be the MVB. This week, most valuable bear. I feel like there's only one real answer, but you can tell me otherwise. Uh, yeah, I, I know who you have, but I'm going defense here. I'm going with Jalen Johnson as, yep, yep. I'm going with Jalen Johnson here as my MVB. Um, I, even though there might not be much passing, but I think he can factor in this game. And I think he needs to, Will. Like, obviously, he got the fumble recovery after Jaquan Brisker punched the ball out of Cordell Patterson's hand. Uh, in the Falcons game, but I need to see more out of Jalen Johnson. I don't think he's been as dominant as he was in the beginning of the of the year. And don't allow Mike White, Garrett Wilson to be the guys that, you know, they kind of get this passing game where they want it to be against you, 
right? You're going to be down a couple guys in the secondary, um, possibly. So if you're that top guy in the secondary, which he is for the Bears, you need to show it. We need to see it kind of happen with those one-on-one matchups. And so when it's all said and done, Jalen Johnson, MVP. There you go. I love you holding Jalen to a higher standard because you're right. His level of play has not been what we saw earlier this season. I just remember the first few weeks, like no one's throwing to Jalen Johnson. Like he was giving up like no receptions. Quarterbacks were just shying away from him. That hasn't been the case. And we need to get back closer to what we saw earlier than where we have been. So I, I honestly appreciate you kind of holding him up to a higher standard because I haven't heard too many people talk about him uh, in that regard just yet. My MVB, I'm going to go offense. I'm just going to go David Montgomery because he, like, he's just the guy. Like I expect him to be force-fed all game long, which may not be ideal, but he's just the easiest person to get involved on offense. Like We know the Bears' top three players, David Montgomery, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney. Those are your best players. But with little to no time in the pocket to work with, just getting the ball out to David Montgomery will be easy, whether you're handing it off, whether you're throwing out to him in the flat, getting him involved in a running back screen game, uh, him having to do some extra work as a pass protector in this game too, uh, yeah. doing some max protects. Like He's going to be very important to the Bears here this week, and I just expect, you know, expect with him this being force-fed, as I mentioned, all game long. I, I can see him going over – 100 total yards uh, between his receiving and his rushing. I don't know if you'll you know, be able to find pay dirt and help us get a lot of points up on the board because this Jets defense in the red zone is very good, and I don't know how many times the Bears actually be able to march inside the 20. But regardless, at the end of the day, we'll look at the Bears' offense and be like, well, that wasn't great. But at least David Montgomery had himself a good game. So that's why I think Montgomery will be the MVP this week. And this all leads us to our game picks Nick, tell me why the Bears are going to win. Oh, why? Oh, oh, oh. just, kinda, just uh, <laughs> putting it on on the end there. Uh, I don't think the Bears are going to win. Will, uh, uh, unfortunately, I just think with the uncertainty at the quarterback position, guys being on the secondary, what that Jets defense can do, I think the Jets do end up winning this one in a close close game. Because, like I said, I don't think the Jets are as good as their record indicates, but might be a get right game for their offense on Sunday. I have the Jets winning this one 20 to 17, uh, coming away with the victory. And again, I when I made this prediction, I don't know if I even really made it with Fields in mind or Simi. Like it was just so hard for me to really come to, you know, exactly what the Bears are going to do. Like in injured fields, I'm just not liking how that can play out with Simeon. Maybe he gets this offense moving with those checkdowns and is able to do I maybe create some offensive drives actually equate to points, but in the end, I think the jets do win this one 20 to 17. Wow. That's more points than I thought you were going to give uh, actually in this game. Super chat from Aaron said he should have kept the stash. I appreciate the super, the super stash. Can we call it a super stash? <laughs> Ooh, super stash. I like that. Super stash. Uh, for me, I'm right there with you. Although I'll be very honest. So I have the jets winning. But damn it, Nick, I almost had this whole preview and talked about all the reasons why I'm worried and having the Bears win because of that coin toss schedule prediction for the Jets that's still accurate, that has them losing this game this week. And I almost wanted to go to the power of the coin, but I'm going to go with my mind, ration, and reason this week. And I have the Jets winning 17, Bears 
10. And this is how I look at it. This Bears defense, they're going to give up more points to a struggling Jets offense with a new quarterback and that potential boost than the Jets defense is going to allow that uh, unit that has been playing lights out for New York against a Bears offense, either with a hobble dust in the field or with Trevor Simeon trying to pass the ball. It just doesn't match up well. And we kind of talked about earlier about like how these are like two offenses getting opposite effects to a quarterback change. And I think that looms large here too. So really it's all about who has the better defense and the Jets have that by and large uh, this week. So Jets 17, Bears 10. And seeing the Bears only score 10 after multiple games of like 30 plus is going to really suck. Uh, but if it's Trevor, if it's Justin, uh, I don't know. I mean, if Justin's out there, I can see the Bears scoring more points with him and his ability to like throw the ball and maybe buy some extra time. I just don't want to see him out there to take extra hits. I really don't. Like, I know he's a tough SOB and he will be out there if he feels able to, but I still wish they would protect him from his, himself. He's just an elite competitor and I don't blame him. And honestly, I respect the hell out of it. I just think it's just, it's just not the week to do it. No, it's not. We, we've said that, you know, a couple of times. And I think a lot of people agree with that. I know there's, uh, you know, some people that would like to see him still play. And I get it. Like, you want to see Justin Fields play. Like, an injured Justin Fields gives the offense a better chance. And I think Trevor Simeon, to mm-hmm. be completely honest, just because of his playmaking ability, what he could do. Like, he can still run outside the pocket. It's just, can he sustain and hold up to the hits that are going to come with it? Because he's not getting the flags, you guys. doesn't matter if he slides. He's still not getting the flags that other quarterbacks will get. So that's the thing right now. But yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate circumstance the bears are in, but they need to be smart about how they approach this moving forward because he's not being put on IR. Like that's, he's not a candidate for IR. So there's a chance we see Justin Fields at some point just shouldn't be this week against the Jets. Yep. Don't you dare do it, Nick. What is the confidence meter here for you this week? Obviously we're both under five. I'm at a four. Okay, four. I'm at a four point seven, just where four point five, wherever I put in there about where, <laughs> you know, how close this game could be. But in the end, we're both below that line. Have the Bears losing if they do win? If will, if they were to win this game, would it be like the? Would it be a crazy surprise? I don't know because again, it's the Jets. It's the Jets, right? That's what I think. And we had you know everything in the Jets' favor earlier in the matchups, right? But. That's what it, it, Mike White being the backup, not having a very good offense. They have that good defense, but if the Bears were to somehow win, it would be like, oh, okay, that, oh, it was weird. Like the first word I started this podcast with, it, it was weird. But yeah, I still think, you know, 4.5 is where, where I'm at in the confidence of the Bears actually being able to pull this off. Wow. Look at you being more confident than me. And I think that may be a couple weeks in a row, which is, very unorthodox uh, for us. I don't know how many times you've actually had like more confident streaks than Will uh, throughout our podcasting <laughs> careers, honestly. But yeah, I'm I'm just not feeling great about it, and that's why it's only at a four. Like I didn't drop it down to a two or anything because, like you, like if the Bears somehow pull this one out, like would I be like severely surprised? Yes and no. It would really depend mm-hmm. on the. F- like how the win came. Like if you blow out the Jets, yeah, I'm going to say I'm surprised. If you squeak by by a field goal somehow at the end and you get a turnover that changes the game, okay. I mean, that's the recipe to success. Steal possession, give yourself a short field. Uh, We've seen it happen more times than not. Uh, I saw a super chat come in uh, from Aaron wondering, know how we feel about fields. I love the guy. Happy he's here in Chicago. I believe he's a franchise quarterback. And I'm not even saying future franchise quarterback. I believe he is a franchise guy. 
And as I mentioned too, I love his elite competitiveness, his ability to really want to be out there. And, uh, and also too, this week, I just like, we saw Justin blossom, Nick, uh, as a player on the field over the last month. And that's been awesome. Mm-hmm. But what we've heard come out of Hallis Hall and what, you know, being able to kind of collect, I think we've seen a lot of leadership growth over this one week. Uh, and I think that is equally as valuable as what we've seen on field too. And for him to step up as a leader on this team, take accountability, the defense having his back and uh, just the camaraderie there and like the culture in the locker room and that's being built around Justin that just gets me excited. So those are just some thoughts I have about Fields. I can do a whole podcast about how I feel about Justin Fields. But how about you, Nick? Yeah, just just see, look how Justin Fields handled adversity and also accountability as opposed to Zach Wilson, both 23-year-old quarterbacks. But Justin apologizing to his team after he actually helped that team. You know, be, we're in contention of winning that game. Obviously, he throws a pick at the end, but accounted for yards and touchdowns as opposed to Zach Wilson deflecting the question saying no, right? Like that's big. And even in a losing season, Justin Fields is showing amazing qualities that go a long way for the newcomers that will come to this team in 2023, knowing the guy they're going to play with. And yes, we want to see the passing game still improve. He wants to see it. Luke Getzey wants to see it, but I, I feel good about Justin Fields, where he's going, and what this this offense could be for the Bears when they actually get some some playmakers, some guys that can protect them, and things of that nature. So, yeah, Justin Fields, I think, is exactly what the Bears needed. And now they just need to make sure they go about it the right way in terms of just surrounding him with support. But the person, the leader, you're already seeing amazing things from Justin Fields. Absolutely. I think that's a perfect way to end today's episode. I hope you enjoyed Nick and I's in-depth Chicago Bears game preview. You feel more prepared for what's coming our way uh, on Sunday. Maybe we're more prepared than the Bears will be. Hopefully not. We'll see how it all kind of shakes out. Uh, Before I sign off, I just want to give you one quick reminder about our Black Friday sale that's going on uh, over the weekend. 50% off merch at the CHGO Locker. Spend $75, get a $15 gift card. And if you're a CHGO diehard, you also get an extra 20% off your order on top of our sales. You can get a gift card. You can get up to that 50% off and get an additional 20% off on top of it. So my best advice is go to allCHGO.com today. Sign up to become a diehard. You get a free t-shirt on top of that, by the way, you'll get a code for a free t-shirt. Then you can also take advantage of this sale and get an additional 20% off today's sale and any other purchase at the locker between now and forever. As long as you are a member, a diehard member of uh, on all chgo.com, but we appreciate every each and one of you. We will talk to you on Sunday, but have a great weekend. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, of course, and we'll see you soon. And until then bear down Chicago.